0: Henry Bonsu on Times Radio.
1: OK, let's go overseas. Rishi Sunak has rejected a proposal by the newly elected Argentine president to negotiations about the sovereignty of the Falkland Islands. The Prime Minister's spokesman said British ownership of the archipelago in the South Atlantic had been settled decisively some time ago. Javier Millet described Argentina's sovereignty over the islands, known as Ilas Malvinas in Spanish, as non-negotiable. Millet, a flamboyant politician who's been compared to Donald Trump, addressed the issue of the Falklands during an idiosyncratic campaign in which he sought strategic advice from his five cloned English mastiffs and extensively praised Margaret Thatcher. Let's go back to John Bonfilio, a Latin America correspondent for The Times. Hello, John. Hey, Henry. Hi. Now, uh, so, um, Millet is a fan of Thatcher, but even he draws a line at the Falklands. Uh, I'm just wondering, how seriously are people taking his declaration that we need to get them back? We've got to negotiate, we can't go to war, we lost, but we need to get them back.
0: Yeah, I think, actually, there's a lot more beneath this story than we've seen in the headlines. What happened today was a journalist asked a question... A Sunak spokesperson gave a reply and, you know, uh, here we are. But actually, you know, Millet, as you say, is, in inverted commas, flamboyant at, at best. He's on that, on, on, at worst, he's on that spectrum. But actually, his positions as regards the Malvinas, the Falklands, are actually about as soft as we've had for two generations coming from an, uh, from an Argentine uh, politician. During the campaign, his comments were pretty much either absent, veiled, or, you know, when pushed, manifestly tempered. Now, the the the, the, the points, I guess, the, the the standalone points as regards the Malay administration's um, positions, uh, re the Falklands, are the firstly, as you say, that the Falklands belong to Argentina. Now, look, this is no surprise. No Argentine uh, politician from any side of the political spectrum is ever going to say uh, anything different. The second thing is that he's expressed an interest in looking for a long-term diplomatic resolution. Now, he continually refers to the example or gives the example of Hong Kong and China and the hand over there as an example. Of course, there is no recognition from him of the fact that Hong Kong was leased and that there was a prior agreement and so on, but, you know, but by the by. There's also recognition that Argentina lost a war and that military ventures are not an option, so that's not an angle that he's going to pursue. And the last one is the key one. Uh, so Malay has stated that Argentina cannot negate and has to work with the opinion and the will of the inhabitants of the Falklands, who at last count, about 10 years ago, voted 99.8% to be British. Now, this is absolutely the big change from previous administrations, because uh, prior to this, the Argentine body politics showed no interest at all in the will of the Falklanders. They they regarded them as being, for instance, like, say, implanted Russians in the Donbass, voting Uh to be Russian. So, so I think it is, you know, uh, we are way off conflict or difficulty. I think this is almost a, an unsurprising emergence of the story that, of course, we all ex- expected to emerge, given who Millet is and the, the long-standing issue of the
1: Falklands. Mm-hmm. And you know that great phrase from, was it, the um, former governor of New York, was it Mario Cuomo? Was it? I think it was, yeah, who said, you campaign in poetry and govern in prose. I'm just wondering what prose looks like in the hands of Javier Millet.
0: Well, as regards the Falklands, well, I not, think not so very much the Falklands.
1: Very, I mean, but I mean, I'm thinking, in yeah, yeah, because you know, we we heard what he's going to do with all the woke ministries, as he would have called them. You know, what he's going to do on abortion? He's going to allow people to, um, you know, much more easy access to guns. Allow people to buy and sell organs. That that to me is the poetry, as brutal as it sounds. But surely, when he campaigns, his prose is going to be a bit different. Yeah,
0: and and also and all goes. of his. Uh, all of his uh, all of the political will uh, if you like that he requires in order to pass legislation is actually to the left of him you know there is no further position to the right and so he is a bit trapped in terms of having to make deals with with lawmakers who who control the Congress and and the Senate, so those positions are necessarily going to be uh, tempered. And actually, when he came out and spoke in his victory speech on the night of the election, it was notable that his rhetoric was way toned down from what it had been uh, during the campaign, and, and as though he was, you know, he was trying to be amelioratory uh, um, towards all all sides of, of Argentina. Nonetheless, he, you know, he has come out and said that he is he's going to close down various ministries. You know, we know that that is going to happen, and Shrink the, uh, the, the size of the state and, and expenditure. Internationally, I think it's also interesting because he's got a number of dilemmas. I think the first dilemma is with China, a communist country. He, you know, we know what he thinks. Uh, of of communism, um, but China brings huge economic opportunities for, for free market libertarians. So that's a, a sort of an open question. Second one is as regards Russia and Ukraine. He has been very critical of Russia, very pro uh, Ukraine. But Russia is openly courting him economically as well. Uh, as regards the, the the BRICS and Argentina's uh, entry into the BRIC uh, nations, Israel is also a key one. Argentina has the large, largest. Jewish community in Latin America at two hundred and fifty thousand, and also the fifth largest in the world. And Malay has already pledged to move the Argentine embassy from Tel Aviv uh, to Jerusalem. He's actually contemplating converting from Catholicism to Judaism, and Israel is going to be one of his first destinations uh, as a, as a leader. And of course, there are regional challenges. You know, a lot of the the. Uh, the leaders around him are, are, are way further to the left than, than he is. And there is a big Mercosur forum, this common market in the south of Latin America, coming up in early December, which in and of itself will be, I guess, even though he's not officially in power then, the first test of him in an international dip- diplomatic context.
1: Right. And, and I'm just thinking, how much power, how much executive power does an Argentine president actually have? Is it something akin to a French president or to an American president? Where would you put it?
0: I would put it um, a little bit under the American model. There are things that um, generally a, a Latin American president can can do, but mostly they set the tone and they set the agenda. Yeah. but things still need to be passed you know by legislators and and he does not have uh, that that backing at the moment, Of course you know during his during his tenure, there will be other elections which give him an opportunity to gain more support, but at the moment he is distinctly hamstrung
1: wow, okay. Great stuff. John, thank you very much indeed, John Bonfilio, Latin America correspondent for The Times.